Hello, welcome to the Healthy Alternatives podcast. I am Dr. Christine Sauer with DocChristine.com. Today's show is a recording of my radio show of the same name. Enjoy! Good afternoon, this is Dr. Christine Sauer, your host of the show Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOEFM with live stream on communityradio.ca every Thursday at 12 noon Atlantic Standard Time. Thanks for tuning in today. In this show, I'm talking mostly with guests about all aspects of health, healthcare and wellness from conventional to alternative and everything in between. My mission for this radio show is to help change people's lives for the better by informing them about different options to get and stay healthy and well so they can choose for themselves which option might work in their case. And if you're stuck in a dark place, I want to tell you there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Today I'm very happy and pleased to be with Dana Landry. Dana is a registered homeopath and a holistic nutritional consultant with over 18 years of experience in the field of natural health. Thanks for coming, Dana. It's a pleasure to be with you. You're welcome. It's good to be here. Thanks. Now, you're a registered homeopath. Now, many people have no idea what that is. Explain that a little bit. Um, a homeopath is one that does homeopathy, and homeopathy is a system of medicine. It was developed in Germany by a doctor about 225 years ago with the premise of like cures like. So what a substance will produce uh, in a, a full substance will cure the effects of that substance. So, you know, say coffee. It's an easy one to look at. Mm-hmm. Coffee keeps you awake. But if you turn it into a homeopathic preparation, it'll help you sleep. So it cures what it what it produces, basically. So that's quite interesting. And for many people, this concept is completely foreign. Yes. And it was in Germany, too, when Samuel Hahnemann discovered it or developed it. And it is quite interesting because um, many people think in homeopathy, the remedies are so far diluted that there's nothing in it. Right. What, what is it with that? Well, I don't think we have the technology to, to see what's in it, basically. Um, and I, I believe it works more on an energetic level anyhow. And it's the energy of the substance that's uh. really affecting the person. Um, you know, there there's... It's been around for you know, over 225 years, and it is growing. It's the second largest system of medicine in the world. So if it didn't work, it wouldn't be around. Mm. And I myself, uh, coming from Germany, have seen results with it. Mm-hmm. Actually, many physicians in Germany that are like myself, naturopaths, also use some amount of homeopathy yes. or homeopathic remedies together with other remedies. Mm-hmm. But I think as a homeopath that where that is your main focus, you approach a patient different than a doctor. I don't think you just ask, uh, where does it hurt? Right. What do you do when somebody comes to you and says, oh, I don't feel good, so what, what can you do for me? So I do a lot of constitutional homeopathy, which means it's an individual remedy for that 
one person. Mm -hmm. So if you came to me and said, you know, your head hurts constantly and your stomach hurts and there's, you know, some other issues, even like physical, mental and emotional issues, what homeopathy will reach. I ask you a number of questions to find out what your constitutional remedy is. And that's individual. So I can't, it's, again, that's a hard, hard one to prove for everybody could say, I, I'm not going to give everybody the same pill. So it's hard to do um, Tests, yeah. studies like that, right? There's no blind, double blind studies because exactly. it's individual. That's, that's one of the problems that conventional medicine has with homeopathy for that's sure. Right. Yeah. But I agree with you. People are all different. And we can't just give everybody an aspirin for a headache. Some people it will hurt. Some people it might help. But it's different. And what do you look for? Say, stay with the headache problem. What what would you ask the client? Would you just say, what is your headache? Or? Well, I'm not just concerned about the headache. I'm also looking for what type of person they are. You know, like, you know, what, what brings on the headache, what makes the headache better, you know, where's the headache, what's the headache feel like. You know, it's, there's such a range so that you really have to pinpoint it down to, okay, it's here. Because there's, you know, upwards of 4,000 different remedies. So when you're looking at either a constitutional remedy or for a headache, it would be an acute remedy. You've got you've to ask a number of questions. Same with the flu, you know. Somebody's got a flu. I'm going to ask all kinds of questions to get to the right remedy for that flu. So it, again, it's very individual and quite, you know, in depth to find out what what's what's going on. And I think that is so important because nowadays, when the conventional doctors may have five minutes to decide what to give you, and they can't do stuff like that, ask all kinds of questions to find out what kind of person you are, unless they have a 20-year-long relationship with you. Right. So when somebody comes to you with a problem, how long does it usually take for you to do that questioning, find out what kind of person he is, and find a suitable remedy for them? For adults, it's probably about an hour and a half to two hours because they've got a longer story. And I asked them some pretty in-depth questions about their basic life. It's not just about physical, but it's also about mental and emotional because homeopathy has a way of hitting all those levels where a lot of other, even natural modalities, don't hit the mental and the emotional. Mm -hmm. But where homeopathy will help... You know, about two hours, and then I figure out, you know, this this remedy looks like it would fit them well. For children, it's a lot, uh, not a lot quicker, but I'd say an hour to an hour and a half tops because their story's not as long. And children tell you the truth. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> Depends on the age, don't they? Yeah, yeah. The, the younger ones just flat out tell you what's going on. So I love dealing with children. Mm. So... Can you maybe say an example? Of course, no names, no identifying thing, but just tell me what happened. Somebody came to you, had this problem, and that's what you asked and what you did. Um, one of my favorite patients was a, a girl who had a, a number of issues, anxiety, allergies, and asthma, and they seemed to run together a lot. So we actually, the first remedy I gave her didn't work, so... Right there, it gets rid of the idea that it's a placebo because <laughs> a lot of people think homeopathy is placebo. But the first remedy did not work. And sometimes the first remedy is wrong, but 
most of the times you, won't, you, you can get it right. So the second remedy she, I gave her was amazing because like, it changed her life. Like she, her anxiety went way down, her allergies went away, and her exe- her, her asthma got mm-hmm. so much better. So she was able to travel, and she went and got a cat. <laughs> <laughs> now that is amazing. That is really amazing. Now, how did you become a homeopath? I think it's uh, life, right? I, I really didn't know anything about homeopathy as a child, but as I moved along, I had gone into natural health years ago by the readings of Edgar Casey, mm-hmm. and did some training down in Virginia Beach on, um, on colon hydrotherapy. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing I went into was natural nutrition. And then the next thing I went into was homeopathy. It was sort of just like the next assignment. <laughs> the next assignment... Uh, given to you by universe synchronicity. Yeah, it, it was yeah. just okay. Here's your next assignment. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, just that little voice inside your head saying, "Okay, this is this is what you should be doing next." Yeah, I know that well. I heard that too several times in my life. Yeah. yeah, and it is so important that we listen to that little voice. That's right. Many people just live their life from day to day, paycheck to paycheck, and. Don't find their passion. Don't find their purpose. It's sad sometimes. Well, and I think you're, you know, you're not going to be steered wrong if you keep hearing that little voice. You know, there's something you should be listening mm. to. Some people hear it in the head. Some say it's a voice in my stomach. Hey, a feeling. A sign. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so important. Or intuition. I think yeah. it's all the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I became quite spiritual because I started to listen to that, and many people do. Well, Edgar Casey got me on the the track of spirituality and natural mm-hmm. health because I was fascinated with his readings, and yeah. it was it, it it was some simple things that you had to do, and colonics was a big one, and that's where I trained in mm-hmm. in Virginia Beach, yeah. and then diet Amazing. diet is the foundation yeah. of anyone's health and. From there, homeopathy was another, you know, mm. tool, basically. Yeah, we are what we eat, isn't it? Mm, we are. And I always uh, show that little joke, but nowadays is uh, people saying, we are what we eat, I need to eat a skinny person. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> no, that's, that, that becomes something totally different. <laughs> that's the same idea the, the Papua New Guinean wanted to eat the brains of the op- opponents to get smarter. <laughs> wow. oh, they got this cool core disease, a form of Jacob Goitzfeld. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's fascinating what people's thoughts are. Mm-hmm. And I know you work a lot with that area in the energy field mm-hmm. because really that's what you're saying homeopathy is the energy that's transmitted by the substances whatever they are to the medium that it's suspended in right and each person is so different mm-hmm. you know and in homeopathy the remedies come from either a plant an animal or a mineral and mm-hmm. e- again each person can be like have those energies of a plant, an animal, or a mineral. So it, it's really interesting. I, I, I'm fascinated by people. I think they, they're, uh, they're all quite, have amazing stories. And I get to hear them because, the, you know, you come to me for two hours, you're telling me your story. Yes, that is very rewarding. Yeah. For both absolutely. sides. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 
How do you stand on the issue that many say, well, you use arsenicum album, for example, which is a poison, really, if it's concentrated. Mm. What do you say to people? They say, how can you give people arsenic? Well, you know, it's funny because people, the problem people have with homeopathy, they say there's nothing in it. So either it's a poison or there's nothing in it. You know, they should probably pick one, but mm -hmm. it's it's neither. Really. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> it's not a poison and, it's, and, and there is something in it. You just can't detect it. But there... Yet. You, right. I don't think we have the We don't have equipment. the technology. Yeah. But... For homeopathy uses, quote, quote, a number of poisons like belladonna or arsenicum, lead. But what those symptoms, you know, like what the symptoms of belladonna produce, cure. So belladonna is a well-known remedy for fever or, you know, flushing and red and eyes dil dilated. So, you know, the, you see that in a person and you, you can sort of match it to that remedy, which is interesting. Well, that's really interesting. And maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that and your experiences with homeopathy and nutrition in the second half. And this brings us to the end of the today's first half of the broadcast. And uh, please tune in after the commercial break for more with Dana Landry. Welcome back to Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIO EFM or on the web at communityradio.ca. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer, and today I'm talking with Dana Landry, a registered homeopath, holistic nutritional consultant with over 18 years of experience. We had an interesting discussion about homeopathy. Now, I know you are also a very proficient nutritionist, holistic nutritionist, and you are very interested in toxins, and I have heard you talk about the fluoride in our drinking water. Tell me a little bit about that and how you got into the holistic nutrition field, and what's your passion now? Um, food's always Food and water have always been my passion, so... I got into uh, natural food, uh, you know, at least 16 to 17 years ago, and um, recently, well, no, for the last 10 years, I've been on this bandwagon to get the fluoride out of the drinking water. It's it's something I, I've worked hard at, but it's almost banging your head against the wall. Mm -hmm. A lot of people come to me and say, you know, why don't we just tell city council to stop putting the fluoride in the water? And they think it's that easy. And we go tell city council to stop putting it in the water and they'll say, no, it's safe and effective. Mm -hmm. So I've heard this many, many times. So we've, we've become, I've become, and I also started a, a group called Safe Water Halifax. It's on 
Facebook and we started a petition against putting this fluoride in the water. But fluoride that they put in the water is not pharmaceutical grade fluoride, it's hydrofluorosilic acid, which is a toxic byproduct of the phosphate fertilizer industry, which is quite bothersome because you can you can't pour that into a river or into a lake because it would be illegal, but you can pour it into the drinking water. Mm-hmm. So it boggles my mind how that could be allowed. So why do the dentists then say, oh, it reduces the caries, the, 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 the teeth? It makes the teeth healthier. Well, they, they know well enough that fluoride topically does do some has a small impact on the, the enamel, but to swallow it is a different story. You know, it's always spit it out. You spit the toothpaste out, you spit the fluoride treatment out, but you swallow the water. So that's my issue. Like fluoride does build up in the body mm. and it has a number of issues. One of the biggest studies just came out in the last little while down in the States. It was put together by Harvard and the University of Toronto. It was a 13-year study with pregnant women and uh, you know after three million dollars and 13 years they've came up with there there's some major issues for the IQ of the children mm-hmm. you know so 300 women pregnant women took part in the study and you know they couldn't get over how how much it impacted the IQ of the children mm-hmm. so when you look at something like that you've got to wonder like is Is it worth swallowing fluoride, you know, for the lack of IQ? You know, there's so many other issues that fluoride does when you drink it. Mm -hmm. It's really like any other toxin. It's not good for you, in, especially when you have too much. Mm -hmm. And we encourage people to drink water because it's better than soda pop, even juice. But... Then they drink the water and it's chlorine and fluoride in many parts of the city and all over the world. And that is an even toxic, more toxic cocktail than the fluoride alone, which is bad enough, as you said. Yeah, and I, I, I want people to drink water, mm. but I want good water. Like if we could just stop pouring this additive into our drinking water, it would, it would take the load off. You know, because we're dealing with toxins everywhere now. Why don't we make it easier a little bit by just stopping mm-hmm. stopping the addition of this hydrofluorosilic acid into the drinking water? You know, there's other ways to deal with your teeth. And that would be, you know, brush your teeth, you know, oral care and, and diet. Yeah, don't eat that much sugary foods and suckers and candy. In, Sticky candy. Yeah. In, in uh, Scotland, they, they have a, a great program where they go around to the schools and they teach children about nutrition and they teach dental care to the children. And that's the way of dealing with the issue. Mm-hmm. Throwing fluoride at people and putting it in their water without their consent is not the way to handle a problem. I, I couldn't agree more. I don't believe we should be forced to drink water with toxins and not have a choice. That's right. And yes, if you want to give your children fluoride pills, that's the prerogative of the parents. But some parents don't. And they have good reason, as you said. 
And I, I think, you know, the people get all up in arms, say, you know, no, fluoride's good for their teeth, it's good for your teeth. I don't think they're seeing the forest through the trees, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's look at what's going on in the body. I'm talking about the entire body. You're drinking this. So it's not just your teeth. We're talking about your brain. We're talking about your thyroid. We're talking about your joints, your soft tissues. It's, it's affecting the entire body. It's affecting the health. Mm-hmm. So I'm concerned about people's health. Mm-hmm. And I want clean drinking water. I couldn't agree more. And it's interesting because from Germany, where I come from, we have neither chlorine nor nor fluoride in the drinking water. It's just not necessary. Here they have to add chlorine because they use surface water for drinking water. In Germany, it's all wells, deep wells. You don't need chlorine or fluoride. Right. So that's just some of the toxins we are exposed to and as you said the less we are exposed to toxins the easier it is for the body to get rid of them absolutely and you know the government doesn't necessarily watch everything that's being put Mm -hmm. on the market one the one that i don't like are like the air fresheners and the febreze and Mm -hmm. it's so I see it advertised all the time. I don't think people understand that this is what you're breathing in, which is a toxin, you know? So there adds to the toxin burden of Mm -hmm. each person. And each person has a different, let's say, cup. And once your toxic cup gets filled up, then it starts to spill over. Mm -hmm. And then you end up with, you know, one issue after another. So if we can bring down our toxic load, we're going to be healthier. That's a very good comparison with the cup, toxic cup. I like that. And I, I like to imagine that in the bottom of the cup is a thin straw where the body gets rid of toxins. So we can pour a little bit in the cup, but if there's more poured in than comes out, you get sick. That's right. And that's that's beautiful, yeah. Uh, I read also that in the last 100 years we have been uh, exposed, they added over 80,000 chemicals in our environment and many to the food chain. Mm-hmm. And only a few percent of them have been tested and none of them as an orchestra together. Yeah. And now we get them all at once. Absolutely. There's a really good documentary out there called The Human Experience or The Human Experiment. Mm-hmm. And we're, we are the experiment. We're guinea pigs. Mm-hmm. That's the same with, uh, with uh, genetically modified food. It has never been really tested. No. And they, they said it was close enough, safe uh, I, I stay far away from genetically modified foods. I stay away from fluoridated water. You know, I, this is my body. I want to protect it. What can you do if you live in the city and your water is fluoridated and chlorinated? Well, you've, you've got to get a good filter. And unfortunately, fluoride's hard to get out of your water. Um, mm. Chlorine's easier. You, you can just sit sit water and it'll dissipate. But fluoride, no Brita will take it out. No carbon filter would take it out. You'd have to get a, a quite an expensive filter to get the fluoride out or a verse osmosis. Mm. But most people don't have the money to put into getting this out of your yeah. water. So uh, what I tell people is call their call their city councillor yeah tell them you don't want this in in your water and you know this they started putting this in the water in 1950s yeah and back in that day you know ddt and lead and thalidomide were were fine right but you know now they know better and we know better with fluoride too so it's something we need to stop yeah especially 
When you say that people that don't want it have no choice, they can either buy bottled water with its own back uh, slashes or they can buy an expensive filter which they can't afford so they are exposed to it whether they want it or not. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. And everybody's mass medicated, right? Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter what size you are, you know, how old you are, if you have any issues. If you're a baby, I feel sorry for the little babies who are, say, bottle-fed with tap water. They're way overexposed with fluoride. I couldn't agree more. That is... It is it is terrible what's nowadays in the drinking water, and there's enough in it without added toxins, but then they add fluoride, and uh, I don't know. I, I just... Well, and, and I think times are changing, because mm. Moncton took it out. Good. Um, St. John, New Brunswick took it out. Um, most of Quebec never put it in. Mm. Ontario, they're they're moving on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Calgary took it out. That's good. So maybe you have a chance here in Halifax too. Yeah, I think and, with some education. And if you're local or if you are not local, I always recommend call your waterworks and ask. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're not told. And right. I know there's areas of, for example, Halifax, where there's just chlorine and no fluoride in the water. There's a map that you can look at, and that's quite interesting. Why do they put it in some and not in others? Do they do an experiment and don't tell anybody? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's leave it with that. And it was a very big pleasure to talk to you. And if anybody wants to contact you, your website is www.danalandry.ca. And... You can also contact me with any questions, thoughts, comments, or suggestions of if you'd like to contact Dana. I forgot the website. My email here is christine at communityradio.ca. And I'm always grateful for feedback. I also want to extend a special thank you to today's producer, Hannah Weisman, a little bit helped by Jim Francis. And thank you, everybody, for listening to Healthy Alternatives. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer. Tune in next Thursday at noon at 97.5 CIOEFM Community Radio with live stream on communityradio.ca for the next episode. Goodbye and have a great day.